This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, and this is the Ageless and Awesome podcast. I'm an age-defying naturopath and clinical nutritionist, and I'm here to bust myths around women's health and aging so that you can be ageless and awesome in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. The Ageless and Awesome podcast is dedicated to helping women through perimenopause and menopause with great health, a positive mindset, and outrageous confidence. Hit subscribe or follow now, and let's get started. Hello, gorgeous one, and welcome to Q&A Thursday on the Ageless and Awesome podcast. Today, I have a really good question from Linda from Adelaide. She said, since I've changed jobs, my hot flushes have really increased. Why would that be the case? All right, so I don't have too much more information than that. So there's a couple of things that could be at play here. So firstly, just to get an understanding of the hot flushes, essentially in perimenopause, and and firstly, may I just say, there's still a lot that's not known about hot flushes and why they happen. But essentially, it is felt that the drop in estrogen messes around with our body's internal thermostat mechanism that's in our brain in actually in a part of the brain um, called the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is like a master controller for our nervous system. Our fight and flight response and our uh, relaxation response are all coming under that umbrella of control with the hypothalamus. And yeah, it just appears that Whereas normally prior to perimenopause, when things are working normally in the body, we can, you know, accept or, 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 you know, be okay with a shift in temperature of, it's roughly 
0.4 degrees Celsius. So if you walk into a a cold room or a hot environment, if it's only about 0.4 degrees out from where you were, you're not going to get a rapid response from the body. Um, Whereas when we're in perimenopause and sometimes menopause, actually, when we have even just this very slight change in body temperature, this can trigger off a hot flush. So that's one of the mechanisms. And it's just the body trying to make sure we're in the right temperature range, because in fact, our human body only has a fairly narrow range of what is considered to be a normal temperature. It's only about a one degree uh, difference between our lowest normal in inverted commas body temperature and our and our high normal body temperature. It's about one degree. So yeah, this is this, the lower estrogen kind of can mess around with our internal thermostat. And the thing is, and I think may, maybe what's happening with you, Linda, either the environment you're working in is a lot colder, like maybe it's got heavier air conditioning, or maybe there's more heat. That could be a factor, but I suspect it's possibly stress. Um, obviously you're starting a new job, even though it can be really exciting. There's, you know, lots of new people, new things, new policies, new location, all of this stuff going on that may be increasing your stress. And I'm thinking this is possibly the issue because one of the kind of mechanisms that we kind of know about that estrogen has um, when it impacts that hypothalamus in our brain is it can actually change the levels of serotonin and adrenaline. These are two brain chemicals. They're what we call neurotransmitters. You may have heard of them, probably definitely heard of adrenaline. And adrenaline, of course, is very closely relinked to stress and part of our stress response. So the role of these neurotransmitters, serotonin and adrenaline, um, if they're impacted by perimenopause and they're having this impact on the uh, hypothalamus, it makes sense that if we have increased stress, so we're getting a shot of adrenaline out and maybe our serotonin is getting impacted, that perhaps we're going to have more hot flushes. That's one of the theories anyway, when we're looking at hot flushes and and what we're seeing with um, some of the studies they've done looking at the impact of stress on hot flushes. So if that's the case, then clearly the first line of managing this is going to be to manage your stress. So have a think about what is your stress level. I'm talking to everybody here. What is your stress level out of 10? So 10 out of 10 being the most stress you can imagine, one out of 10, no stress. So what we consider to be a reasonable kind of baseline, if you like, is about a three to a four. Because remember, this is your individual stress perception. I see some people that come through clinic that have so much going on in their life and lots and lots of what I would consider really high stressors, and but they may only report a stress of five out of 10 because they have an ability to cope with that level of stress. Whereas I'll see other people come in that may have less stressors, but they may 
report a stress of seven out of 10 because their coping mechanisms aren't in place. And we can all learn how to regulate our nervous system so that we can deal with excess levels of stress when that happens in our day. And let's face it, we're we're kind of hit with all kinds of different stressors every day. So if we can regulate our nervous systems, the impact of that stress is not going to be as marked And for those of us in peri and sometimes post-menopause, that's going to really help us with our hot flushes. So some of your basic stress management, and I know I talk about this a lot, but it's so, so important. Belly breathing. If you don't know how to do it, Google it. It's super easy. You can do it all the time. No one knows you're doing it. Once you've taught yourself how to do it, super easy. And it just impacts directly. We know from research, it directly impacts your hypothalamus and tells it threat has gone. You can downregulate your stress response. So that'll drop back that adrenaline, drop back that cortisol. Also helps with a bit of weight management as well as your hot flushes. So belly breathing is awesome. Spending time in nature, easy, maybe. Depends where you live, of course, but I'm not talking going in, you know, into the rainforest. Even if you just can put your feet in some grass in a local park, uh, if at lunchtime at work, if you have access to any kind of um, ability to look at trees, um, the sky, the just getting outside for a moment, even if you're in a really city area. I used to work in an office in North Ride and it's just a concrete jungle there. This is in Sydney. And so it's really quite difficult to kind of feel like you're in nature when there's lots of traffic, lots of car noise, minimal trees, but just getting some sun on your skin will help to regulate your nervous system and also just using, you know, your weekends to get out in nature where you can. Also things like mindfulness, obviously, meditation, um, using those. There's so many great apps like Headspace, like Calm, like Smiling Mind. Fantastic. Smiling Mind is free. Uh, Those other two I mentioned are paid. Some of them do have a small period where you can get it for free if you want to try it out. Uh, There's also Insight Timer. I'm always hesitant to recommend Insight Timer because it is, oh my gosh, overwhelming the number of meditations in there. So, and some, you know, anyone can just pop something up in there. So it's not always qualified people that are putting things into Insight Timer. So I'm less inclined to recommend that one, but it is free. So you might find something in there that you quite like to do to to keep your mind and your nervous system nice and calm. Um, Anything really that brings you joy is going to help regulate your nervous system. So if you commute in a train, Linda, or anyone reading a book or listening to a podcast that really that you enjoy that and also things that help to keep you in the present moment can be very helpful for regulating your nervous system. If you're looking for some sort of supplementation to help you, particularly with stress, magnesium is always my first line magnesium, make sure you're not getting the magnesium oxide. That's just going to give you the runs. 
<laughs> diarrhea, if you're not sure what I mean by that. Um, if you're using lots of magnesium oxide, that can be a problem. But using uh, magnesium that is not magnesium oxide, an easy to absorb one is that I really love for perimenopausal and postmenopausal women is magnesium glycinate because that will also help calm your nervous system. The glycine component will help calm. Also magnesium uh, amino acid chelate is a good one. Magnesium citrate is a good one. All of those. But yeah, if you're having issues with stress and sleep, the glycinate, magnesium glycinate. Also adding an amino acid called taurine in, and sometimes you can get magnesiums that have that all of that in. And most of them are under a practitioner only. Um, so yeah, you may be able to get them at a health food shop if they've got a practitioner there. But yeah, magnesium, taurine and glycine or glycinate are my top ones uh, for managing the nervous system. And that will also directly help with hot flushes. So I hope all of those strategies are helpful. Please feel free to send me more questions. And Linda, if you would message me again and let me know if that was helpful, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you next Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Ageless and Awesome podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure you click the little plus button if you're on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're on Spotify so that you can get each new episode delivered to you every single week. If you like free stuff and who doesn't, then head over to suzygarden.com and grab my eight essential age-defying secrets every woman over 40 should know right now. Or if you'd like to continue the discussion, head over to Instagram and DM me at Wellness. I'd love to connect with you.